Welcome. What y'all know about that? To the Cover Four podcast. Just three of us today. It's Justin, it's Griffin, and it's me, your host, Riley. Jack is off in Vegas. I mean, well, what's up with that? Off in Vegas for a, a society professional journalist convention, I think. Something like um, that. Something like that. I guess. Yeah. 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 That's what he's in Vegas for. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of things to do in Vegas, and we'll talk about one of them a little bit later on. But eventful week three, um, almost record breaking week three. Um, and we can kind of dive into that. I feel like because that's what I feel like is the biggest story of this week. And it's what I picked as my game of the week for week three. I went with the uh, Broncos Dolphins game. Because of what Mike McDaniel did to his former team. Mike McDaniel used to be a ball boy for the Denver Broncos. And then now he went out there and he put 70 on him. Could have gone for 73 and broken the record. But he did some, I, I don't know, some like post game. He was like, oh, we're, we're not out there to, you know, or I'm not here to break records or something. Like, I don't, it was it was dumb because we all know he should have broken the record. Yeah, just get the record we might not because we we might not see 70 points put up in an NFL game again for the rest of all. I lives. I don't know when the last time I saw just a massacre like that. I I remember watching ridiculous. because I watched a game on Sunday and yesterday evening it popped up on my YouTube recommended to watch 15 minutes of Dolphins Broncos <laughs> highlights and all it was was touchdown, 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 Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Tua not missing a step. It was unbelievable by yeah. the Dolphins offense and something we've talked about on this podcast, something we've talked about over live on the radio is are the Dolphins the favorite to have the best offense in the AFC East in the AFC? It looks like the entire NFL because these weapons are explosive and Tua looks like a top three quarterback in this league. And he really is impressive. The dude only missed three passes. He's 23 for 26, 300 plus yards and four touchdowns in like what? Three quarters of work. Maybe a little over three quarters of work, and Mike White goes for two for two with a bomb. Just excellent, excellent execution from the Miami Dolphins. And two has progressed really well. I oh, mean, yeah. This is just something that I notice a lot. Like a lot of people have a hard time changing their opinions on a quarterback. So a lot of people early on were like, okay, two has got a noodle arm. He can't connect with the deep ball. Well, he is connecting on deep balls, and he doesn't have a noodle arm, and he's gotten a lot better. Dude's only 25, and putting up 70 without Jalen Waddle is insane. And they got production from everywhere. I mean, Everybody. I mean, how about Devon A-Chain going for as 18 or two or two or three, two tutties on the ground, and then how about two more through the air? And then if that's not enough, his boy Mostert right next to him got uh, four touchdowns too and almost 200 yards. They combined for 375 yards and eight touchdowns between the two of them, between two guys in a backfield. I mean, it'll has that ever been done before? I don't think so. And dang, like, will we see that again? It's crazy. I think it's the most points scored since 68. It is, yeah. And that's what I was saying. If he had sent his uh, field goal unit out there on that last drive instead of, let's say he kneeled it out, um, yeah, he he just kind of kneeled it out at the at the end of the game, um, or just ran the ball up the middle, uh, and it was like third and or four and fourteen, yeah. fourth and fourteen, and uh, Mike White just kneeled it down. And and we talk about these running backs. If you think about it too, put on the blinders. Tyree Kill had another game of over 150 yards and a score. 
The dude's unguardable. And to watch is just eye candy for the NFL fan. And it's an unbelievable presence and connection with Tua. Because, Justin, you talked about the progression. Something that comes to mind for me is that, yes, the deep ball looks good. Yes, the big play is there. But almost the most impressive thing from Tua is precision passing in the middle of the field, making something out of nothing, like moving throughout the pocket, moving throughout the backfield and just perfecting his strike, perfecting a a ball that's in between seven and 15 yards down the field and letting his receivers, letting Tyree kill Braxton Berrios, Jalen Waddle didn't even play in this football game. Just unbelievable stuff um, from, from, from top to bottom. Yeah, it's been a long time since you've seen a Tua pass just hit the ground and be like, ah, oh, Tua, he was open. He like he makes well, all he makes one, but he makes all of his layups. <laughs> they're, they're three and out though. He makes they are three and out. Him over the middle of the field. I mean, he hits every receiver in stride. Yeah. Doesn't matter how fast they are. That's what's very impressive too, because like I mean, anticipating where Tyreek's gonna be for absolutely the ball to when the ball gets there is really a tough job, but. Like I said, he just hits all the layups, which is very important. I mean, that's why this offense has so much rhythm. It's why our balls, you know, are struggling right now because we can't hit the layups. Yeah. Um. I don't know. If you know me, you know I'm not the biggest Tua fan, and I haven't been for a while. I was very anti-Tua last year, Um. and, and this is the first performance that has moved me a little bit, where I was like, uh, up until now, and I'm still not entirely sure Tua is – going to do anything with any other team outside of Mike McDaniel's system, outside of having weapons like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, Braxton Barrios, who's, I think, underrated when it comes to, like, getting open in oh, the he's good. field. Like he's very good. Yeah. Um, so without these weapons, I don't know if I, – I, I, I don't think Tua is going to be putting up numbers like 23 of 26 for 309 and four touchdowns through the air. I just – I don't see Tua doing that. And they were playing a struggling Broncos team, so this yeah. is going to be the interesting and- – this is going to be the um, excuse me interesting thing to to examine in week four. We have the Bears and the Broncos playing, so we we have the Stinker Bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be really interesting to see if this Broncos team is competent or if they're just on the way down rapidly. I think it is the latter. Yeah, I, I, I that agree. It looked like I, it, it was Swiss lack cheese. of effort. The offensive linemen were hitting the second level every play, every single play. That defensive line was not eating up any time. Immediately, your guards are on the second level. That's why Raheem Mostert and Devin A. Chain are able to get to the second they level. They, that's why. It's because the offensive linemen are, you know, 20 miles down the field. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna set your running backs up for big games like it, like they had. And it, I, I, yeah, I think it was all the way Denver's fault. Like they weren't even trying. I mean, yeah. I, I, you mentioned it. Like halfway through the third quarter, Mike White comes in and he's yeah. throwing bombs to and Robbie they're st- and they're still just <laughs> handing the ball off all the time in the world. It's it's like they were playing a high school or college defense. It was it was it, and I I heard it described as like an FBS school versus an SCS yeah. school. That's wild. That's what it felt. That's wild. You don't see. That's what you see in week one when Oregon plays who knows what team and scores eighty two. Yeah, and and now you're like. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I love that you mentioned that. But let's move on. Let's go game of the week, Monday night. I loved watching Bengals-Rams because it was one of the most anticipated games. Mm -hmm. And I think it lived up to it in regards to how competitive this game was because the Bengals had to do something. If they want to be effective at the end of the season, if they want to get the ball rolling, they had to win this game. Going 0-3 is almost a death sentence if you're trying to make the playoffs. 
nonetheless try to win a Super Bowl. And that's what this team thinks they're capable of. So it was nice to see Joe Burrow, even with the, with the calf strain, he was able to make some plays. And Jamar Chase had an excellent game. He had an excellent game, and, and he was just catching – catching the rock all over the field. That was the most important part where he had 12 catches, 141 yards, didn't score, but he was impacting this offense to take them to the next level. And that's what they had been waiting for, for three weeks. Yeah. And through the first two weeks, there's no rhythm in this offense. And I'm looking at it right now. Jamar chase had five targets um, in both in the, in the both of the first two games. Now, they finally just realized, okay, let's let's give it to our best player. Like they threw the ball to him 15 times. Now he had 12 catches for 141, and they finally got something going. Now they were pretty horrendous on third down. They were five of 17, hence why they kicked uh, five field goals. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a step in the right way. Um, mm-hmm. This this team was looking like they were stuck in mud offensively uh, for the first two weeks, and and now they got a little bit of something going. Uh, you know, something to build on. And for the Rams. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're a little bit too high on them. It, they kind of went back down to reality. I mean, they do have some just really unproven guys in the receiving corps and in the backfield. I mean, Kyron Williams bottled no, up, bottled up last week, ten of thirty-eight. Who can Nakua was contained. He didn't. Um, he only had five catches. That's you know very slim compared to what he had in the first two weeks. And I mean, Tutu Atwell and Tyler Higby. Like, I mean, if these are your weapons, they're not gonna shock you like they have in the first two weeks and uh this week it was kind of a back to reality for the rams it was like okay they really do miss cooper cup but there's something there i will say credit to the Bengals' defense and yes. using the yeah. extra day to prep for this game they were yeah. ready on monday night for what the rams had done to opposing teams the first two weeks of the season because puka nakua was unstoppable it seemed like and tutu atwell's speed is unbelievable and the Bengals' defense were a hundred percent ready for that and they started by shutting down the line of scrimmage. The Bengals front seven was very good on Monday night. And that's why they won a low scoring game. 1916 isn't some fireworks show. And the Bengals are able to win a gritty football game. And it came from Hendrickson and, and the defense and all these guys that played lights out in those white unis. I mean, that whiteout out, was just sweet over man. Cincinnati. And they really played really, really well for their home fans, because I don't think the Rams played a bad game. They obviously didn't play a good game, mm-hmm. but I think the Bengals credit to their prep in their game yep. plan, because it's the best they've looked all season. Yeah. Shout out Logan Wilson as well. Two interceptions. Like it's a good game for him. Uh, getting two of them off of Matt Stafford, uh, who only went 18 of 33, a little bit of an ugly game. For yeah. Him. One tough touchdown, game down two interceptions. Uh, but like you said, that's all a credit to the Bengals defense. And I think it's something that, is an underrated part of the Bengals and has been for a while is their defense, particularly that front seven. Um, they, they're very, very strong, and they're going to continue to make plays for this team um, going forward. Now, Justin, your game of the week. So my favorite game to watch this week was Chargers-Vikings because I was at my apartment watching it with the Vikings fan who was, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, hands uh, in the surrender, surrender Cobra. Cobra the whole game. like. Kirk, what are you doing? Like here and there. I mean, it was another sloppy game for them. They had two turnovers, two untimely turnovers. Um, and it was a game that was so winnable. I mean, so let's just go all the way to the fourth quarter. Chargers go for it, or fourth and one in their own territory, up by four. They don't trust the defense at all. They don't get it. Brandon Staley, everybody's thinking, what are you doing? I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about with these questionable decisions this guy makes. They have a chance to win the game. And then, oh, it was actually a great throw from Kirk to Hawkinson. But hit his hands the wrong way, I guess, and then bounced right into, I think, Kenneth Murray's, and then uh, the Chargers sealed the game. But I found, what I found really interesting about this game was 
Keenan Allen is crazy. I mean, this dude, I think he's 33. I mean, I he, think we've known that, but he really showed up. I mean, this was a career highs. He had career highs in like every stat in this game. And who knew he could throw the throw the ball too like that? That was crazy. <laughs> 20 targets, 18 catches for 215. I mean, come on. This dude's 33 and it looks like he's 23. It was ridiculous. But a large part of uh this heavy passing attack from the Chargers, they haven't been able to move the ball um through the ground ever since Eckler's mm-hmm. gone. Yep. Uh, Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, 13 carries for a combined 19 yards. That's why they threw the ball 48 times. It was ridiculous. But yep. Herbert is, he, I mean, he, he he can carry the load, it seems like. He can. But it's not always going to translate to winning because the defense, I mean, they paid J.C. Jackson eight or five years, $82 million to to cut him as a healthy, or uh, to not even play him, to yeah. be a healthy scratch. That's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Vikings offense, like it has all year, has looked good. It's been moving. But then they just give it away at the wrong times. Yep. But this game, a lot of big plays, a lot of excitement. And, uh, yeah, it was a, <laughs> the highest over under the week, and it it delivered. And the Chargers definitely missed Austin Eckler. They they struggled on the ground. I mean, Herbert was outstanding. When you go 40 for 47, that is no joke. However, establishing the run game in the AFC is going to be a big uh, big point of emphasis for teams that make these playoffs and compete in the playoffs, especially when it gets cold, when it gets yeah. cold in the AFC, these oh, games, yeah. these games out East are not, not easy wins. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Cause Joshua Kelly, their leading rusher only 11 for 12. That's, not ideal, right? Not ideal, but hey, you win the football game. Chargers get their first win on the board, which was much needed, yeah. much, much needed for this Chargers team that has playoff aspirations. So um, just crazy good performance from the receiving core. So I think one of two things need to happen for the Chargers to to build on this. Mike Williams is out for the year. Yeah, he that's, a tough, yeah. that's a tough injury yeah. for them. It's a, it's, a, it's a sad injury after a big-time game from him, too. Yeah. This pass-to-run ratio is not winning football. I mean, it's it, no. you can't have Herbert expect Herbert to do this every game mm-hmm. and losing with losing Mike Williams. That's going to be even harder to achieve. They need. Yeah, they need to pound the rock more. I mean, Eckler, he's practiced today. He might come back, but they need to be, do a better job of establishing the run. And I, I don't know if they can do it, but they definitely need to try it because who's like a who's like a free agent running back right now? Uh, Leonard Fournette. That's not a bad idea. I don't know. Yeah, but it it also might be a little bit of scheme as well. Just trying to incorporate that into the offense. I mean, they just, they didn't run the ball that many times and maybe trying to emphasize that a little bit more on first down could help them in the long run. Obviously they win a football game. Like, like I said previously, however, I I agree with you, Justin. I think uh, trying to figure that out is a, would be a would be a good little test there in uh in, in Los and Angeles. Just one more point. There's clearly been some type of style shift in the offense ever since Eckler went out. Week one, Herbert threw it 33 times. Eckler and Josh Ke- Kelly combined mm-hmm. for 32 carries. So a much more even split back then. And I mean, they put up 33 points. It, it was working very well. The the rushing offense was amazing that game. So they need to kind of get back to that. They won't be this bad at running the ball. They just can't yeah. be. They yeah. just can't be. So expect yeah, yeah, yeah. More um. That. I think part of the reason Keenan Allen looked as good as he did, because it's very obvious Keenan Allen has not been the same player that he has been in the past. Mm. Uh, in the, in the, the past couple of seasons, it's, it, Keenan Allen hasn't looked the same. He's been slower. Uh, and that's what I think a lot of the Broncos fans were so upset by. It was I saw on Twitter, we just got killed by the corpse of Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that. that's not entirely inaccurate. That's not false. That's not an entirely like inaccurate like uh, a statement. 
Uh, but I think a lot of it was the type of defense the Vikings were playing. It was like blitzing and then all their backs would be in zone. So it's like, who do, who is the one player in the league that you want if you want to get the ball out quickly and to find a hole in the zone coverage? Yeah, I mean, these are quick reads. This is, that's that's Keenan Allen's strongest skill set. That, that, that is right there on target. That's what Keenan Allen does the best. So I think that's part of the reason we saw him have a game like he was in his prime with Phillip Rivers. Uh, that's why we look and that's why Keenan, or Keenan Allen looked like he did. Uh-huh. All right, is so he going to keep it up? I don't see it happening. Uh, it'll be, you know, next week he'll pull his hamstring and, and he'll be out for eight Chill. weeks. Uh, that, that's, just the, that's just the way it goes with this guy. But uh, a couple other interesting games. We'll just recap a couple of them. Uh, 49ers demolished the Giants Thursday night football. Uh, Colts, I'll ask the Ravens. We'll touch a little bit more on that. We'll let, Gr- we'll let Griffin touch a little bit He's on itching. that here in a minute. He's he is, he is. Um, it's just a big game. It was. It was. It was. It was and it, hey, it was a great game. Don't you? Fantastic. Wrong. Game. Fantastic game. Uh, not so fantastic. Browns absolutely stomp out the Titans, twenty-seven to three. It was an embarrassment for the Titans. Ninety-four yards. Um, twenty to six for the Lions over the Falcons. Couldn't Falcons really couldn't get anything going. Uh, another great game that we'll talk about here in a minute. Packers and yes. Saints. Uh, pretty incredible finish to that game. Texans. How about them Texans over That's the Jets? That's a big Jags? time one. That's a big, big time win. Time. And and time. it makes me think, how competitive is this AFC South going to be? Because mm, yes. if you really think about it, this Texans team went in and they dogged on them Jags. Like the whole game it wasn't like, close. Like there was a little bit of fight, but not a whole lot. And that's after the Colts pretty much shut out the Texans through two and a half, three quarters, and dominated the Texans. And it seemed like in week one, when the Colts were making the game against the Jags competitive, it was like, oh, like maybe they have a little bit of life. I thought the Jags were supposed to be so good. It seems like these lines might be a little closer because we know the type of fight that the Titans can bring as well. So this could get really interesting in the AFC South as well, down here in the state of Tennessee with the Titans, as well as with the Colts, the Jags and the Texans. So I thought that was a really fun one to see the Texans pull that one out because we talked last week the Texans will win a divisional game. It will happen. We're not expecting it to happen in week three. Yeah, um, we were all expecting C.J. Stroud to be running for his life all year, and it'd be kind of hard for him to uh, find comfort, you know, in, 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 or just trust a pocket in that. But, man, that dude's balling. He's playing well. Dude's he, is. Playing well. he is. He is. All right. Let's – Uh. all right. I, I guess I need to go through a couple more of the games. Um. Patriots Jets, another close game. Patriots equal one out over yep. the New York Jets. Uh Bills stomp the commanders. A lot of blowouts this week, by the way. Yeah. Um a lot, a lot of a lot of big scores. Yeah. A lot of a lot of very one-sided scores. Um Seahawks 37-27 over the Panthers. How about Bryce Young putting up 27 points? I was a little impressed. No, that was Andy Dalton. Oh, you're right. Andy it Dalton was Andy played, Dalton. Yeah. It was Andy Dalton. He looked yeah. really good. He did. Yeah, shout, shout out Red Rocket. Hey, he can ball. Um, another guy that, you know, a lot of people weren't expecting to ball, but did. Cards over the Cowboys. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah, look at Astro Remember Man. the name. Astro Man. Yeah, that's crazy. 12-point uh, under. see it. We'll talk about those Cowboys later. Yeah, we sure will. All right, absolute blowout. Uh, Chiefs over the Bears. It's getting ugly in Chicago. Um, Steelers over the Raiders. Eagles over the Bucks and the Bengals over the Rams. We touched on that earlier. Um, so that's it for week three as far as the games. Now, how about 
our dogs of the week. Who do we got for the dogs of the week? Um, I know Griffin wants to talk about his calls. He's been itching. Go ahead. Who's the well, guy my, here? My dog of the week is Matt Gay. <laughs> and you guys That's are fair. probably listening. I know everybody's listening to us here on the Cover 4 podcast. Is Why are you picking a kicker for your dog of the week? That's because this kicker set an NFL record this past weekend. He kicked four 50-yard field goals in the same game, including a game winner against the heavily favored Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Yep. And I listened to Shane Steichen, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, his interview on the Pat McAfee show the other day. And what he said was he, he was asked about Matt Gay. He was like, Chris Ballard paid this guy a ton of money in the offseason. And you know what's plagued the Indianapolis Colts in the last three or four years? Kicking. And yep. it's been really bad. And Matt Gay did not miss a beat. Hit five field goals, four of 50-plus yards, didn't miss one, and hit a 50-yard to win. And Shane Steichen just said that guy's got ice in his veins, or ice in his leg, rather. Because yep. he stepped up to the plate in the rain every single time and nailed it right down the middle from 50 plus. That is the stereotypical dog of the week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think back, I mentioned a couple weeks ago or last week, I guess, that uh, the Titans MVP up, up until this point of the season, I think probably still is um, Nick Folk, their yeah. kicker. Um, so a couple of AFC South kickers that are getting it done. Justin, your dog of the week. We talked about him earlier, but... Man, it's Keenan Allen, man. 20, 20 targets, 18 catches, yeah. 215. And then uh, just a toss for 47 yards and a tutty. You know, <laughs> the, the boy Mike Williams, hope he, hope he gets better. Um, there is a little change in the offense this year, getting uh, Kellen Moore from the, the Cowboys. Um, he's now the Chargers offensive coordinator. Um, Keenan Allen's lining up more on the outside than we've ever seen him. He used to uh, specifically be a slot receiver. Now he's moving around the line of scrimmage, stuff like that. Just getting, getting him into spots where uh, Herbert wants him. Really – that's anywhere it can be. And uh, so now Keenan Allen, 32 receptions on the year, leads the league. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, very fair. Uh, my dog of the week, same thing. We kind of touched on it earlier. I'm giving it to Coach Mike McDaniel. Love it. Absolutely. Putting his foot on the gas. The only way he would have been locked in is my dog of the week because I got another guy I'm going to kind of mention here in a second. Only way he would have locked himself in is if he had kicked a field goal. It's a little, <laughs> a little less dog of him. He's so. got some. He's got some swag though. He does. Swaggy Mike, yeah. dude, with his shade. Did you? Well, he's I, got that South Beach swag. I don't know if it was a real picture. But it, or if it was like an impersonator or something, but I, I saw a picture of it was real. No, it wasn't real. No, oh. actually oh. in the stand. I've seen a picture of, of it was a guy that, though. Yeah, it looked it just like him up in the stands during the game. And That's I was, something he would do, bro. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, That's part of why I love Mike McDaniel because that is something he I would like do. The way he carries himself in the facility. We've like, seen the videos and. He's just chill. He's got one of those good personalities. He's funny. I love I mean, it. Like in these interviews he does. I, I know y'all saw the Manning cast audition uh commercial <laughs> where he, what where he, he do? oh huh? What did he do? Oh uh, <laughs> he basically told Peyton Manning to, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but, but the tweet you're talking about is so funny. It's just like a dude with the play sheet and the classic Mike McDaniel hoodies, shades, uh, headset, and everything. And, and the tweet is cold. Like, He's Yo, cold. McDaniel's up here asking fans, you know, who they got on their fantasy team. So pick a play and I'll run it right Dial now. It up said, said, pick a play. I'll, I'll run it right now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Bill's got a lot to watch on tape this week. Yeah, uh, so I absolutely love what Mike McDaniel did. He's my dog of the week. I also am going to give an honorable mention to C.J. Stroud. As you should. Absolutely balling. Uh, probably the best rookie quarterback as it stands currently. Uh, it's close between these two AFC South quarterbacks, but 
CJ Stroud stayed healthy so far. And so that's going to give him the edge for me. For sure. And he has been balling. He has been airing it out. I led the league in passing yards last week. Um, was close to the top this week. I mean, he he is he is certainly dishing that ball out. Hasn't thrown a pick. Hasn't thrown a pick. Yeah, mm. it's crazy. Distri- great, great distributor. I think is the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, a couple other guys we we mentioned them, but anyone on that Dolphins offense, absolutely. I just the insane performance from that offense. Uh, you mentioned Jamar Chase earlier. You mentioned Mike Williams. Um, other guys that that really did really well. Um, this week. So now we got to move into the other side of that same coin, the biggest letdown of the week, and we all picked a team. So who was it? Who was um, this off? I'll go first. It's pretty simple, man. The Titans yeah. offense just didn't show up this game. It seemed like the entire Browns team was playing for Nick Chubb. We put up 94 yards of offense, man. 94. There's nothing, no mm. rhythm at all. Derrick Henry. I mean, you you can't expect him to do much when he's getting hit, but uh, hitting the backfield. Um, you know, yeah. every every run only had twenty yards on the that ground. That was a tough game. look. Andre Dillard's what projected to give up thirty something sacks yeah, this he, season. Andre Dillard, le, new left tackle. We gave a three year, thirty two million contract to, and he's given up six. Davis Daly had a historically bad season uh, last year, and he was he gave up twelve sacks, and that was a historically bad season for a left tackle. Andre Dillard is currently on pace for thirty two. Yeah, that's absurd. Ridiculous. That's absurd He's for an NFL tackle. Or it was six sacks at the beginning of this week. I don't know what it is now. It's probably more now. Um, but it was six sacks before this Browns uh Titans game. Yeah, man. It's it's just very concerning. And next week we play the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson on the edge. He's one of the highest PFF graded um edge rushers. So it's gonna be more of the same, honestly. Like you DJ just, Reader. As he as he sh- as they should be. They passed the eye test so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, Titans got a game plan for how, how you gotta can- double these guys. Yep. Like you can't just solve these problems. No, they tried that. Dude, I, I don't know if you saw the video of them. Yeah, yeah running around having two tight ends yeah, follow Miles Garrett. That's yeah. embarrassing. And and Derrick Henry's still below, like behind the line. I get it. Cleveland's pass rush is really good, and run defense is really good. But it's not like it's it's the NFL. It's not going to get any easier. Um, I want to see more uh quick plays from the passing offense. A lot of times when we throw the ball, Tannehill is looking a plus. 10 plus yards, you know, pass the first down. We need to get a little more screen throws, screen passes in there and stuff like just quick rhythm plays to, you know, keep the de- defense guessing. Stop doing two runs that go two yards and then, you know, a ball that just isn't catchable from, from Tannehill, man. It's, it's just got to improve. But th- these problems all stem from the offensive line and it's, that's just really hard to fix. But I think a start would be the quick passing game. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. Another AFC South team, Griffin. Yeah, it's the Jaguars. And we talked about it a little bit. And you talked about CJ Stroud. Well, who was on the flip side of that? Who was on the receiving end of CJ Stroud's big time day? Well, that was the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were supposed to be probably not three and zero up to this point because they did have the Kansas City Chiefs in week number two, but surely they were supposed to be two and one. And this Jacksonville Jaguars team was not supposed to be behind in the divisional race, especially behind um, an Indianapolis Colts team that was supposed to be really bad. Yep. So it's just interesting to see that they went down so fast. This, this game got away from the Jacksonville Jaguars way too early for a team that was supposed to be a top four seed in the playoffs this year. And Am I concerned with the Jags? Do I still think they're they're the divisional favorites? Absolutely. However, when you blow a game this early in the season, go down 17-0, they cut it to 27-17, and that's the closest they got. 
ended up losing the game 37 to 17. They never got close to a rookie quarterback with a pretty shaky offensive line and some weapons who are just now kind of finding themselves in this league. So if you're the Jaguars, you got a lot of work on, you got a lot of take away from this. And I think you watch this film, you understand this game. And now that you've faced back to back losses against one of the best teams in the league and the defending champs and undisputedly, maybe one of the bottom three or four, five teams in the league with the Texans, you go back to back weeks, losing those games. You got a lot to think about on the drawing board. If you're Doug Peterson and company, I mean, we come into this year saying it's the Jaguars division. It is. Maybe the Titans should have been make a run for it. There was no mention of the Texans. We all said they were going to be at the bottom and to, to lose to them yeah. at home and your set, your, your home opener, help a home opening division game. It's just completely disappointing. Where's the, uh, where's that big step we we're expecting from this offense. We were expecting elite, you know, deep balls to Calvin Ridley. And we got a glimpse of that on week one, but these past two week ga- past two games, which have both been, been at home, silent. been a little silent. And how about this? this is, I just, just found this actually, they're going to be in England for two weeks. Yep. They're going to have, so they play Atlanta nine 30 in the morning in uh, Wembley, and then the week after, they're playing the Tottenham they Stadium. Buffalo. They play Buffalo. So yeah. they're the London Jaguars for, for two weeks, so they got to figure it out, you know, on foreign soil. And, and my short amount of time over there, like, I saw some Jaguars jerseys, like, walking around <laughs> in London. It's like, that. that's that's the UK's team right so now. So it's a home game. It, it, it really is. It's, it's two home game. games for them. So I'm very interested for next week. Jaguars Falcons. It's two teams that we're kind of looking at and saying, hmm, who are you? Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Who are you? Are you going to go win the NFC South? Yep. Hey, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who are you? Are you going to go win the AFC South? And yep. they play this week and then they have to take on the Buffalo Bills in London. So obviously it might be a home game for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but when you got to play the Buffalo Bills coming off of a Dolphins game that they have to take care of this week, I don't know how that's going to go. It's going to be a very, very interesting two weeks for this team because you're sitting at one and two. You at least want to hopefully be three and three. You, I mean, obviously you want to be four and two, but you don't want to be worse than three and three. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. And by the way, those facilities over there, those NFL facilities that they have in the Tottenham Stadium, pretty nice. They have, yeah, they have an NFL, uh, NFL locker room um, set up in there, and that's that awesome. that was that was that was sick to see. That's sweet. I love yeah. these international games, bro. We're gonna have football from nine thirty in the morning to to midnight, really. Yeah, I love these early morning games. Love to see it. All right, so Riley, I think you probably have the biggest letdown of oh, maybe the season so far. Absolutely, uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys. What? Happened. Oh my gosh. You'd <laughs> lose by 12 points to the Arizona Cardinals, without a doubt, set to be the worst team in the league. Supposed like to be that, that they're going for Caleb Williams and then they're gonna turn around and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. in like the next pick. That that's been the story for the Arizona Cardinals. That's what everybody thinks is gonna happen with the Arizona Cardinals. But no, Josh Dobbs goes out there, lays 189 yards on your head over through the air and a touchdown, and then 55 more yards on the ground. Only four incompletions. Josh Dobbs was balling. I mean, that's crazy. Trayvon Diggs doesn't change this much. Yeah, that and, right? 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 It, that's the concern, right? You lose Trayvon Diggs for the season. Everybody knows, like, that's a negative. That's a net negative for it's the a huge Cowboys. Thing. He is one of the best ball hawks in the league. But then you turn around and you give up 28 points to the Cardinals, who – how much did they score in like week one and two? 
Uh, they put, it was not they put one in week two. They've not. They like they, they have not. Decent outputs. They, they give them credit because they lost two they close games. They, they lost two close games, but undisputedly were supposed to be the worst team in the NFL. They put sixteen on the Commanders. Correct. Not a good team. Yeah. Turn we around. Figure that out. Put twenty eight points on the Giants. So Giants are. We knew the Giants were not great. But though. they that blew a twenty point lead against yeah. the Giants. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh like like a plus tank job, and then the Cowboys get beat. Like the Giants are supposed to be the worst team in that division at the moment. Yeah, and the Cowboys, who were on people's big boards as a top three team in the NFL, mm-hmm. gets beat by the Cardinals. Talk about a letdown. Talk yeah. about disappointing. How like that's that's really an unacceptable loss. You think of it yeah. like, I mean, you think of it like a big time SEC team dropping a game to Vandy. Or something like Tennessee that. Losing to Georgia State. Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe not. That <laughs> not, bad. not yeah, not that bad. But you, you really do think about it. Like what, what, like you said it. What happened? Like what actually happened for a Cowboys team who has big time playoff aspirations to drop this one? Yeah, it felt like the only person that was even there on that defense was Michael Parsons. Yeah, impacting the game. He's the only one that felt like he was there at all. And you you get beat by a quarterback who got traded there, uh, like a, co- a, a, a like a couple weeks ago. Didn't even have a jersey in the store. Uh, Parker, for- dude, he's a grinder, man. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Finally got a shot last year, which was his fourth year. Didn't do very well against the um, the Cowboys, uh, and this is kind of a revenge game. But yeah, he's done a really good job of not putting the ball in harm's way. You know, hasn't had you know many deep shots or whatever. But he's kind of been the point yeah, guard so for his offense. Just as much as this is an utter embarrassment for the Cowboys, like shout out to Josh Dobbs. Oh, and the Cardinals, whole yeah. Cardinals teams yeah. because they've they've stayed competitive in games, and then pulling out a win in Week Three against. A Cowboys team that was supposed to be so good. I mean, credit to the Cardinals. For Jonathan, that done. Jonathan Gannon, I mean, this is a pretty good start. I mean, it's better yeah. than we expected. Especially with what he's working with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't know. From a lot of stuff we saw early from Jonathan Gannon, just kind of the, the sound bites. I mean, he seemed kind of like a cornball. But it, it seems like he's got a lot of buy-in in this team. So it's really nice so, to see. And uh, Kyler's, you know, he's talking about coming back. So, you know, they're... They're not exactly tanking, I guess. As far as the eye test goes, too, they're not the worst team in the NFL. No. Like, not even close. Uh, and, nah. and A lot of effort. I mean, that's, that's oh, yeah, absolutely. Players. Playing with some fight. Playing with some fight. Yeah, anything else you guys want to touch on for week three before we move on to our week four storyline? Um, I think a lot of week three is setting up week four, which is exciting. I think a lot of the first three weeks is setting up week four. And that's what we're about to talk about with what we're anticipating in week four. But like my final week three thought is that what we wanted to see in week three was separation. Who is a pretender? Who's for real? And we saw teams like the Bucks who started to know got, you know, humbled a little bit by a team like the Eagles or the Cowboys dropping a game early on in the season and the chargers and the Bengals, who both started out. zero and two, who we talked about last week, got that first win. They took the first step to making a playoff chase run type of situation. So lots of moving pieces in week three that are going to help starting the rest of the season. As we head into the weeks with bye weeks um, and different things like that as well, starting to see a lot of separation in both conferences, especially, Which I like. especially the NFC. I mean, Eagles Niners easy. Who's after that? I don't know, but you're not going to take them too seriously. And then on the AFC side of the ball, dolphins looked amazing chiefs. I mean, finally had their blow up week, but 
they're the Chiefs. We are. We always know they're going to be um, contending for that Super Bowl. And then uh, the Bills as well. After a disappointing week one, they've had two amazing performances where, you know, it just complete blowouts. It's hard to do in the NFL. And this last one was on the road. So, yeah, it kind of seems like there's five teams right now that seem like real contenders and everybody else's pretenders are just terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right. Week four. What are we looking for? Kind of the kind of like we said, setting up week three was setting up the the separation, starting to look for some of that. What are we looking for in week four? So I'm really intrigued about CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, didn't expect much going in. He's taking deep shots. He looks super comfortable. He's not exactly running for his life. And the connection with Tank Dell is just growing. It's just started. Um, this is a guy that CJ Stroud told management that, hey, I really want this guy. Go grab him in round three. And they got him. It's looking like a steal right now. Um, he didn't play much in week one, 48% of the steps. But um, week two, he got 79%. Week three, 61 And how about this? I love this stat from uh, Jacob Gibbs on Twitter. This is Tank Dell's weekly first read target share. So um, quarterback gets the ball. First guy they look at. In week one, it was 14.8 from Tank Dell, 21.2 in week two. and week three, 31.6. So That's good stat. Getting a lot of trust from uh, C.J. Stroud and uh, – they already got a pretty good celebration mixtape already going on. Every time Tank Dell makes a big play, gets in the end zone, uh, CJ Stroud's right there uh, doing their little signature handshake. So I'd love to see it. Um, you know, potentially the beginning of an amazing quarterback receiver duo. I like it. And I'm going to jump right in because I think that Texans connection uh, – kind of sparks an idea in my head and that's in divisions where it might be up in the air on who really is the favorite I want to know who is going to be the favorite and I think week four is going to show us some signs so I think the AFC South like you talked about there could be four teams at two and two after this week or there could be separation because you have a big time game with the Steelers and the Texans obviously the Colts have the Rams at home the Jaguars had the Falcons like we talked about and then the Titans play the Bengals so there could be four teams at two and two, or it could be all over the place. And I think that's exciting. And another division that I'm looking at in the same conference is the AFC East. And that is because the bills and the dolphins play this week. And I'm so beyond excited for this football game because you have just the juggernaut of an offense in the Miami dolphins. And you have what was the divisional favorite in the Buffalo bills heading into the year. I mean, maybe thinking about the New York jets with Aaron Rodgers, but that, that's week one storyline. Yeah. So Bill's dolphins could not be more excited. And I'm anticipating for this game to answer some questions as far as the direction of the AFC East, man, that that's going to be so fun. 70 to 20 was the Dolphins. (laughs) dolphins won 70 to 20. And then the bills won with 37 to nothing. And now they're going to play each other 37, three, but it's at a, it's on a noon game. It's a noon game for some reason on CBS at one o'clock. Eastern time. Okay. You're on your Nashville clock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always call it. Dude, but yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for checking. All right. For me, I'm looking at the trash bowl. We touched on it a little <laughs> bit earlier. It. I love this. Broncos. Thing. Terrible. Maybe the worst week a defense has ever had last week. And then the bears whose offense has looked stagnant. <laughs> and their defense hasn't been much better. 
it's the it's it's the stoppable force versus the movable object. That's what we got going on here. Unstoppable force versus the movable or immovable object that you you phrased it perfectly. Yeah, it, it, it is the toilet bowl. It is terrible, and I'm so excited for it. Oh, because because if if the Broncos win, this, win, if the Broncos win this football game, like what would have the score been? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. That's what you need. Like, go get them. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Because on paper, this Broncos team is probably better. Going into the on season, paper, sure, yeah. uh, going into the season, yeah. the Broncos team was 100% supposed to be better than the Bears. So it's going to be really interesting to see what goes on in this football game because the Broncos just got demolished in the worst, most embarrassing fashion. And the Bears have been embarrassing. Week to week to week. So, like you said, trash bowl, incredible contest coming up. I'm so excited. Me too. I mean, both teams are probably thinking, okay, here's our shot. This team <laughs> is just as bad as us. Here, we can finally get our rhythm going because, oh yeah, I it's mean, the, the guys that gliding up across from us are just as Sean bad. Payton's like Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Russell, please, 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 please. We cannot lose Justin Fields and these it's boys. Fun. Limited. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a contest, hey, that's for sure. There could be fireworks this game. I'm just saying. There's gonna be fireworks all over the it's league in, in one way or another. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> fireworks or firings. These are like <laughs> yeah, yeah. About, you know. These are like sparklers going off. <laughs> that's the fireworks we're getting in this one. Sparklers is Sparklers just getting the hot seats going early and often. The hot seats are going early and often. Sparklers in the rain. That's what we're about to watch right now. That's what this game is. That's the type of fireworks we're going to watch in the trash bowl. All right. So if only it was prime time. Oh, man. I wish. It reminds me of that. What was that game last season? Was it Colts? Colts Broncos. It was was terrible. Gates got towards your eyes out bad. This could be worse. This could be some, like, it could be worse or it could be really good because they're at the same level. So. Like or, I, like I said, that's why we're anticipating it. Should be the the Nickelodeon game of the year, right here. <laughs> yeah. Why are they doing it for the for the one in England? Do do this one as the as the Toy Story game. What the heck? Yeah, man. the winner of this game really deserves the MVP. <laughs> no kidding, man. Oh my gosh. All right, we'll move on to our fantasy starts and sits. Who wants to kick it off? I'll go ahead and go. Go I'll it. go ahead and go because go I like to start Jerome Ford this week. I know it was common sit last week. This is Nick Chubb's backup. And now the new man for the Cleveland Browns carrying the rock. I like starting him against the Ravens. Zach Moss had a good game against the Ravens for the Colts last week on the ground. And I like Jerome Ford to be just the, the front man for this Browns team. They like running the rock and I like him to have a good week this week. And I'm going to say sit Derek Henry. This could be controversial, but the, the Bengals front seven was really good yep. against the Rams and Derrick Henry was not great last week. And obviously the Titans offensive line might be the worst in the NFL, at least yep. bottom five. So is it a no brainer to sit him? Absolutely not. Especially if you're in a deeper 12 team, 14 man league. However, if it's controversial, if you have a guy on your bench, I wouldn't be opposed to sitting Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm, I don't hate it. It's totally fair, and that's something that if I had Derrick Henry in one of my leagues, I probably would sit him this week. Like that—that's the type of matchup this is. It's like a disaster waiting to happen for those Derrick Henry managers. 
Justin. Yeah. It's a lot like uh, my sit, which I'll start with. Garrett Wilson. I mean, Kansas City's as good as their offense is and how much we talk about it. Their defense has been really good. I mean, you got people saying this is the best defense we've seen paired with Patrick Mahomes. Um, Garrett Wilson probably going to be lined up with uh, Legereus Sneed, 6'4", very physical corner, very underrated. And, you know, Zach Wilson just hasn't proved to anybody his whole career that he can move the ball. Nah. It's going to be a very stagnant another stagnant game for their offense, another, another game where – you know, the storylines in the third, fourth quarter are going to be about, okay, who do they sign now? He's got to be number 32. QB number 32. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So it sucks for Garrett Wilson because, man, he's a superstar. And it sucks to see him wasted like this. So, yeah, it is a similar situation to Derrick Henry. But on the bright side, um, I'm going to go with Tank Dell as my start. They play the Steelers who, you know, they have a good defense. But it's not really from their the cornerback position. Joey Porter Jr. is probably their best cornerback, which – He's a rookie, so it's not exactly a good thing. Patrick Peterson, I mean, y'all talked about someone said oh, we got cooked by the corpse of of Keenan Allen earlier. Well, the Steelers are getting cooked by the corpse of Patrick Peterson. He's old and <laughs> slow and talkative. He talks way too much for you know how much of a negative he's been. But uh, I don't know if he'll be matched up on Tank Dell. He moves around the line of scrimmage a lot anyway. But um, man, Devontae Adams just went crazy against the Steelers, uh, and all year they're. Um, defensive back room has just not been good. And Tank Dell, you know, we see rookies blow up game here, blow up game there, and then we start to see some, some consistency, some more trust growing with uh, the quarterback receiver connection. And this is just another year, another week where we're going to see that Stroud that Tank Dell connection blossom. We'll see more celebrations, more fireworks. Fair, fair. All right. I'm going to go with starting Sam Laporta. And I just put every week at this point, he's just. <laughs> You just need to stick him in your lineup because he's been consistent. I mean, he's putting unless you have a guy like Travis Kelsey or yeah, one of those. That's guys, it, really? You know? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, it, you just need to be starting Sam Laporta because he's getting consistent targets in this Lions offense. This Lion offense likes to throw the ball a lot, and they get it to Sam Laporta. That's what you need at that position. Yeah, it's the toughest targets. start in fantasy, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's just not a whole lot of volume there, so. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the a good one thing. Sam that's Laporta a good one. And uh, what's, what's Jared Goff? Jared Goff looks for him in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that he 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 was a common target towards the red zone last uh week. So at this point, he's he's built that trust. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, the day he was drafted, um, when when they were talking about those first four picks, the Lions front office saw a clip. It was like we just got a couple of starters, like in the second. It's round. noticeable chemistry too. Yeah, and Sam Laporta is going to be that. He's going to continue to get. Uh, snaps. He's going to continue to get targets. He's going to continue to catch some balls. Um, he's he's going to be a consistent start. It's very impressive too because we usually see rookie tight ends start off really slow. I think the only a thousand yard tight end um rookie has been Kyle Pitts, and obviously he's unfortunately regressed in some way. I don't know if it's his fault, but yeah, Sam Laporta, obvious connection from the start with Jerry Goff, super impressive, and yeah, he's an important piece of that offense at least until Jamison Williams come back. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, my set it's gonna be Kyron Williams versus Indy. Yeah. Um, didn't love what he did last week, and it, it was a bit of a worse matchup at Cincy instead of uh Indy. But I, I'm still not a fan of what Ky- like if you get bottled up ten for thirty eight, I'm just not gonna start you the next week. I, I'm 
too much risk, and, and Kyron Williams is, is certainly has a lot. And, and Indianapolis well. front seven has been pretty good, and I yep. would expect them to be pretty good at yep. home because I would expect them to play with some fire, some energy at home against the Rams trying to go 3-1 and one to start the season. That would be big time for the Colts. Yeah, 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 and something that nobody was expecting. No, nobody. Nobody. Um, But with that being said, it's time. We're going to move into our picks. Let's go. Jack has sent me his picks. So I'm going to give Jack's, and then you two will give yours. And then The I'll picks are in. The picks are in, baby. Are we going to go game by game or no? Yeah. Hey, what's, okay, the, uh, what's the current records right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the results? Great point. Great point. Great results. point. I had a bad week. I had a really Results from last week. So what I've been waiting for. We'll start with Jack, who's not here. He went 11-5 and five last not week. Bad. Good week. Not, not bad. bad. Oh, boy. Griffin. 12 and 4 last week. Bravo. Back to Pretty back. Good. Back to back yeah. 12 and 4s. Back to back 12 and 4 weeks. Justin. 9 and 7. That's okay. Yeah, that's it's okay. Positive. That's still okay. Positive. Still positive. Looks and like then I make some bold. I also went 12 and 4. Okay. Very nice. Which means I'm maintaining my lead. You have the cumulative? Falling behind, man. Uh, I do not have the cumulative. I think you're up one or two games on me. I think I think I'm up. I, it, go, it definitely goes Riley. I'm up two games on you. Myself. Jack, Jack Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the standings. Yeah, Justin started tied with me in week one. We both went eight and eight. Yep. We both went seven and nine. Yep. And then from there, Justin's been falling. We'll he, follow, it's follow, okay. He just he follow, just likes follow. the lone wolf it. He just yeah. likes hey, it. And you and know what? I respect that. I respect it and I think it'll pay off. Eventually it will. Maybe. And that's that's kind of how it's early, man. It's early. And it's it fun. Be on the hot seat, but it's fun. All like right. Let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thursday night football. Detroit is going to Lambeau, who we got. I I, I I guess I'll give Jacks. Jack picked the Detroit Lions to come out with this. One. I'm gonna agree with Jack. Jordan Love has like 30 percent of his throws um are uncatchable right now. Yeah. So despite I, how yeah. he's had a lot of touchdowns and a lot of oh highlight plays, but if you watch the games, he's been not good. It's a big game for the Packers. It's a bigger game for the Lions to go in, take control of division at Lambeau. It would be a big time win. And I like Dan Campbell winning this game. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree. I'm going with Detroit. Um, I've been a Dan Campbell fan for a little bit. And, and I think they can come out with this one. Like you like you were going to say, Justin, that makes it a sweep oh, for Detroit. They're going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much locked. That's in fine, that. though. Yeah. Movement. Yeah. We're all in one if that's the case. <laughs> All right, our next let's one. Now let's separate ourselves. I need to note that Maybe this, with one this one is in London. It is, which is basically almost a prime time. I actually could almost, almost, I mean, it's not a prime time. Prime time game, home right? game for them Jags. Yeah, it's 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 a unusual time game. It's London, Atlanta taking on Jacksonville, the London Jaguars, and Jack, of course, is going to pick the London Jaguars. Me too. Me three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes it. Hey, London Jaguars, sweep. Yeah, the London. Hey, but they have Drake London. Hold on, Atlanta has Drake London. Whoa, whoa, go back, go now. <laughs> go back, go back. Reset it. Justin, uh, just stay. <laughs> <laughs> just stick with it. <laughs> All right. Next up, something you mentioned is maybe the best game of the week: Miami and Buffalo. Jack went with the Buffalo Bills in this one. I'm going to go with the Bills, man. It's really tough. Ooh. Coin toss type of game. Give me uh Bills at home. Give me the Fins. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to split it even. I'm taking Miami. I do think it's going to be a whole lot tougher than it was last week. 
Uh, and they might have a little bit of hangover from just how bad they beat them last week. It's not going to come as easy against Buffalo. But oh, absolutely not. I'm giving it to them. I'm giving it to Miami. Now, Minnesota taking on Carolina. Bryce Young back? I don't know. They might be better off with Andy Dalton at the moment. Maybe so. Uh, but Minnesota taking on Carolina. Jack picked the Vikes. Give me the Vikings. I like, hungry. I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings as well. Yeah, I don't see a universe where Carolina wins this. I'm taking Minnesota. Get their revenge. Get their first win of the season, by the way. Um, take them to one and three. Denver and Chicago, the trash bowl, it's baby. Mid off at the midway. Yeah, this is worse than mid. This is not even the mid off. <laughs> no, this um, is the. This is. This, yeah, it's the bad bowl. Yeah, the bad bowl. Yeah, there's a lot of words you could use to yeah, describe this, and, and <laughs> usually we got to be a little careful. Um, but yeah, Denver, Chicago, Jack is going with the Bears. Give me the Bears. Justin Fields looks like a quarterback this week. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. That's a solid one. With Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> to me, that's a coin flip. I mean, I just don't know. I, I really don't. Too, yeah, too bad. Um, that's, that, that could go either way very easily. Next up, we got an AFC North divisional matchup. Baltimore I, like, I like this one a lot. Cleveland, Jack going with the Ravens. Going with the Ravens, too. I'm surprised Cleveland's favored. Their defense is crazy, and uh, Baltimore has a lot of injuries, but I think quarterback talent prevails. I think Lamar, Harbaugh, all those boys are really upset about last week, about blowing that game at home. Mm -hmm. um, I like the Ravens. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Baltimore Ravens with making against it a sweep. Yeah, all of us going against uh, going against the favored one. All, all of us what picking a, the underdog. What do they know? Hey, what do they know? They don't. <laughs> Next up, yeah, Jackson Vegas and find out Pittsburgh yeah, taking on Houston. This is an interesting one to me. Very, very Jack good game. Went with the Steelers. Ah, Griffin, go. I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers as well. I trust in Tomlin. I think he's really good. I think he's good in these games. Mm -hmm. These games that you're supposed to win. That's true. I hate using the word should. Like the Steelers should win this game against the Texans team that's not that great. Yeah. I like Tomlin and the Steelers in this game. Yeah, I'm gonna go the Steelers as well. Just because I was on the fence, but you actually convinced me to pick this game. I didn't try to. <laughs> and, and they might not win this game, but I'll die on that hill of, of this Steelers team winning this game. Let me look at their records just so I can, like, get my gut feeling and just go straight off of my Steelers gut are feeling. Steelers 2-1, and one, Texans are 1-2. and two. This is in Houston. Pittsburgh minus 3. Can this Houston team really start 2-2? Two and two? Can they? This is, a Jack, this is a Jack Foster comment. It's like, can they really? Like, can imagine they? it. No, I kind of can. Oh, based off, based off what we've seen All these right. first couple of weeks, I almost can't do it. With that being said, I'm going with Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweep. I almost did it, but that was yeah. tough. No, that was really tough. That, right. that, that, that was, oh, and oh, if you told me a week ago, I'd be struggling with that game of all the games on this schedule. Dude. I would have been like, no, what? sir. No, what? sir. No, that'd be but the last one on the list. CJ Stroud has impressed me and uh, he, he's starting to move me a little bit. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Maybe Stroud is the real deal. And uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that going um, the Texans way. Uh, next up Rams going to Indy to take on, the Colts, Jack, also picked the Colts. Um, I'm going with the Rams this game. Yeah, give me the Colts. 
there's another one that's a, that's a little bit tougher than I would have expected. <laughs> Same thing, Indy. Well, know, I think it's very tough. I think really it could expect- be a really good game. Do we know for a fact if Anthony Richardson is playing or not? We don't. We also know that Minshew went into Baltimore and took care of those boys. He was at practice today. He was. He's he question. He's up to questionable now. No asterisks, by the way. Pick a team. I'll give it. I'll give it to Indy. I'll give it to Indy. Um, particular, particularly if Anthony Richardson plays, I think that's a that's a easy Indy win. I just want to see him man. play. You know. Yeah. 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 I want to see more Anthony Richardson. Um, he's an exciting young player. Um, next up, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, NFC South matchup. Jack. Went with the Saints. Man, this is a really important game. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. It's another game where it really separates who could be in control of the division. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with New Orleans at home. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, Could be a Jameis revenge game. Oh, that's a good point. Hey. Don't 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 dis don't dis Jameis. I he's a he's I love Jameis. I yeah he's he's one of, he's he's probably one of the funniest players in the league. He's just naturally. Good. I don't think he's trying. Yeah, he's he's not. He's, he's, not. Not. he's, he's, he's just like goofy, dude. Um, I wait. What what you said? You said New Orleans, right? And you said Tampa Bay. Uh, I was making sure I put that down right. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'll go with the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. I say, yeah, another lone wolf for you. Um, next up, Washington and Philly. Jack went with Philly Eagles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a. That's gonna be a they have the a, best line, offensive and defensive in the league. They win the battle in the trenches, and that's yeah. that's how you win football games in this league. Nick Sirianni and G. I mean, whole whole front office doing a very very good job with this football team. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy they got Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis like that. But. Insane, insane. Next up, we got a matchup: Cincinnati and Tennessee. Cincinnati is the ones who who basically ended Ryan Tannehill's career. Um, <laughs> it's Jack went with the Bengals. Who do you guys got? Oh man, I'm gonna go with the Titans. This like, does feel like one of the Titans. Win. I'm gonna go with the Titans. I like the Bengals starting two and two. Give me Cincinnati. Yeah, this is one of those where it's like, oh yeah, the Titans. Should lose this, so they win. So they win. <laughs> well, that's the same way against the Chargers. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's like a crazy explanation. The but South like did not have four teams at two and two, but and, and it could they happen. Turn around and they lose the ones they're not supposed to lose. So I don't know. To me, Cincinnati as a team reminds me a lot of Cleveland. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Cincinnati. That's fair. Um, oh, that's good analysis. Next up, Las Vegas and the Chargers. Jack, despite being in Las Vegas, goes with the Chargers. Chargers. I will pick the Bolts. Yeah, it's gonna be a sweep. Sorry, Vegas. Um, yeah, Vegas you, is stinks. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I actually, I don't know what to think of them yet. Um, that being said, we got New England and the Cowboys. Jack got the Cowboys bouncing back. I think the Cowboys back bounce back. It's minus seven Dallas. I think it'll be closer than that though. I like the Cowboys bouncing back. Theoretically, if this game is in Foxborough, I think it could be really fun and really interesting. Yes. But I like the Cowboys winning out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas. It's going to make it a sweep for the Cowboys. Arizona and San Francisco up next. Jack, of course, went with San Fran. I'm going against Dobbs. I'm going with 49ers. Yeah, I think the Cardinals have had three close games. I think this could be a massacre. Give me the Niners. Yeah. I don't know. I almost think they keep this within like. 10 points. That'd be impressive. They I might think... they might rest Debo this game. He's dealing with the rib injury just because they don't really need him. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they really don't. 
They could win. The, they could. I think they'll figure it out just fine. I like the Niners. They could run QB sneak every Yeah, I think, I think everybody I think does. This is one that they keep within 10 points. But yeah, I think San Fran is going to win this one, making this one a Niners sweep. Yeah. Next up, Sunday night football, Kansas City taking on the Jets. Week one, this sounded like one of the most exciting matchups yeah, on the, oh, on the schedule. Electric. But instead, we got Zach Wilson coming out. Jack, of course, is going to pick Kansas City. As we we have a lot of Jets primetime games on the way, which sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm also yeah, a lot of Kansas Jets primetime, a lot of Giants primetime. Both New York teams kind of falling flat thus far yep. through three weeks. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, it's going to be a Chiefs sweep. But no surprise there, giving Zach Wilson is atrocious and has been since he entered the league. Monday night football, Seattle taking on the, I want to say Giants. I've typed it wrong. Yes. Yep. New yeah. York football Giants. In yeah. Um, and Jack went with the Giants to uh, beat the Seahawks. Just go with the Seahawks. I'm going to go with Seahawks as well on the road. This is another one that's kind of tough. It is tough. It is a tough one. It's a pick em game. Seattle has looked much better the past couple weeks, so I think I'm going to go with Seattle on this yep, one. That's what I'm thinking. Um. All right. That's it for our, our week. What week is this? Four? Week, week four. four picks. And it's flying by. It's flying by. Next right? week we need some we need some set and stone cumulative scores out of you, Riley. We do. Uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get it. I'll get it next week. I'll get it next week. We gotta do our best segment though. Obviously, Griffin not giving his. Um, but we got Jack who went with three. Um what what is what is it? Spreads. That's what it's called. Spreads. Um he got Philly minus eight, Baltimore plus three, and Jacksonville minus three. Um, Jack, by the way, five and four on the season, currently leading us. Um, okay, so I'm gonna start with uh, DJ Moore in the the mid off at the midway, forty three and a half receiving yards. Broncos allowed what seven hundred something last week. I think DJ Moore can do forty three and a half in in two catches, and I think he'll get the volume because he demands targets. I think because he's best receiver. Kyle Pitts, thirty three percent of his touchdowns in his career are in London. And I'm taking his receiving yard prop here, 30, over 33 and a half. Steelers versus Texans, over underlines 42. I think it's going to be a little bit more, you know, fireworks than we expect. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I don't hate that. I feel like it's a good pick. By the way, Justin currently in last place with a record of 27. Yeah. It's tough. Started off strong and then had that. Yeah, we waved it a little bit. Went 0-3 last week. I think this week we got a chance to make some noise, though. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> All right, me, I'm sitting at three and six, and I'm feeling the rookies this week. I'm going to go with an all-rookie lineup. First of all, I I touched on him earlier in my starts, my fantasy starts. Sam Laporta, give me over four receptions for the young tight end uh, playing on primetime on Thursday night. Bijan Robinson, I'm going to give him over 25 and a half yards receiving. Um, He's Eclipse that in every single game so far. I'm kind of surprised it was this low. Uh, I'll take him to do that in Jacksonville, or in, not in Jacksonville, in London, uh, against Jacksonville. And then for my last one, I'm going to take Jordan Addison over 49 and a half yards receiving. Same thing. He's eclipsed that every game so far. I don't see that stopping now. Yeah, that's it. Hey, man, let's have another week of minimal injuries just like this past week. That was something we didn't really talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot less injuries this week. Still lost Mike Williams for the or Mike, yeah, Mike Williams for yep, the season. ACL. 
it's tough, but uh, yeah, hopefully we keep those injuries to a minimum. Better football when all the stars are on the field. Yeah, let's get uh, everybody back out there because there's potential for some big time fireworks this week. Yeah, yeah, lots. Absolutely, of like big time divisional games this week, and that's where the NFL's at their some best. Some games with some absolute, you know, yep. bombs waiting to go off. And Implications got... setting up for a big October. Look, even the trash bowl. Like I'm excited for that. Oh yeah. I'm excited. For I that. think everybody is. I think it's kind of a meme bowl, and it's <laughs> it it's fun because everybody's anticipating the worst game of the week. Yeah, everybody kind and of everything in between. So that's we'll see what's, that's what's fun. NFL's at a good spot. Get crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Cover for our Week Four prep episode. We appreciate you all for watching. Hopefully, we'll have Jack back in here next week, uh, so we can have the whole group back at it. But that's going to wrap it up. We appreciate you all for watching uh, here on this Rock Solid Sports Podcast. I'm Riley, joined by Griffin, joined by Justin, not joined by Jack this week. We'll catch you next week with some more NFL news, picks, reactions, et cetera.